Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Ah, it could happen here, a podcast that is right now happening in your ear. It could happen here. That's what we should call it. Garrison, we're changing Hello. the name. Oh, we're, really? we're rebranding our valuable, valuable oh, title uh, completely. <laughs> Moving, moving overnight to a whole new thing, um, based on a whim, you know. <laughs> Masterful on... gambit, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a this has been a fun week. We're all laughing a little bit at Elon Musk, but we have something serious to talk about today, and that is everybody's favorite fascist governor, Ron DeSantis. Garrison, you and I spent. Just way too much time last week talking about Meatball Ron, um, and now now we're back. Now we're back to because he he keeps meatballing. Meatball Ron is is balling and meeting. Yeah, so we wrapped up like a like a two part episode on uh, Ron DeSantis's use of uh, fashion wave aesthetics, um, and then like two days later, the funniest thing happened. <laughs> Uh, where he just decided to basically, basically uh, post Son and Rads. So we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Um, but first, there's a whole bunch of other information that's come out th- these these past like really three days that have kind of that are actually giving more context to what's going on at the DeSantis campaign because stuff doesn't look too good actually. It act- he he kind of looks like he's losing everything as he slowly watches it all crumble. So. Let's see. Let's let's start by talking about everyone's favorite topic, campaign finances. I know this is what what everyone tunes in to listen to. Yes, we love campaign finances. Yeah. So last week, uh, the public finally got a glimpse at DeSantis's campaign finances. Um, The financial disclosures showed that DeSantis had about twice as much staff uh, as Donald Trump. And uh, as of last week, you know, Garrison, you just said that. And I 
I imagine in my head for a second that you were referring to the amount of staff infections he's had versus Donald Trump. That's not true, no. (laughs) Trump's definitely had more staff infections. There's almost no way, yeah, that Trump is not leading in the staff infections category. Please, I'm sorry to interrupt. (laughs) Um, But uh, as of last week, the Florida governor had already spent about 40% of the $20 million uh, fundraised from April to June of 2023. So... The campaign's spending rate was averaging more than $212,000 per day, which is an astronomical cost for a campaign for someone like running for president basically for the first time. Yeah, um, this far out too from the, the season proper hit. Yeah, it's absolutely absurd. Um, the inflated number of staff, uh, heavy use of private jets and luxury event venues has his campaign essentially just burning through cash. Uh, with with very little seeming to come of it in terms of positive poll numbers. So another thing- No, that these they've fi- gained maybe a point or so on Trump over the last year. Yeah, yeah. after after spending $200,000 per day for the past like four months. Another thing that these financial disclosures exposed is uh, DeSantis's heavy dependence on high contributors. So just- f- just about 15% of fundraising contributions came from donors who gave less than $200. And the vast, vast majority of DeSantis's money has come from donors who gave the legal maximum of $3,300 yeah. in the primary, which also means that those who gave that can cannot contribute any more money either. So he's running out of people that are actually able to fund his operation. Yeah, um, and it's it's worth noting he does have a super PAC. You are not limited yeah. in how much you can donate to a super PAC, but super PACs cannot spend money on the same things as general campaign funds, Right. Like you, there are limitations in what you can use that on. So this is actually a logistical problem for him that he has maxed out his donor base. Yeah, and the um, the New York Times has reported that future like large prospective donors have been spooked by DeSantis's sliding poll numbers, and they may be less willing to invest in what's looking like a losing battle. Uh, so to combat these swelling campaign expenses, including $279,000 at the Four Seasons in Miami, uh, DeSantis's Tallahassee-based campaign has began undergoing uh, massive cuts to campaign staff this past week. Uh, pr- previously, DeSantis had upwards of 90 people on payroll, but just this month, they've eliminated 38 jobs in a variety of departments, cutting more than one-third of his payroll. Uh, DeSantis's cutbacks are nearly equal to the size of Trump's entire 2024 campaign staff. DeSantis's campaign manager, Granera Peck, said in a statement, I believe uh, late last week, quote, following a top to bottom review of our organization, we have taken additional aggressive steps to streamline operations and put Ron DeSantis in the strongest position to win this primary and defeat Joe Biden. So th- that was a that was a, their little statement accompanying the news of uh, firing almost 40 people from their campaign. Uh, according to the New York Times, advertisers are, quote, promising to reorient the DeSantis candidacy as a, quote unquote, insurgent run. Uh, and remake it into a quote-unquote leaner, meaner operation. So this is the new strategy that they're trying to do is instead of having 90 people on staff in a largely ineffectual strategy, uh, have a more insurgent run with a smaller number of people. Um, But uh, in addition to the dozens of staff members who've been let go this July, two senior advisors have also departed this month to work for an outside pro-DeSantis nonprofit. 
One of these senior advisors, who was supposed to oversee the campaign's television messaging, voluntarily left, quote, as the reality of a disappearing advertising budget set in. So these these two more more kind of seasoned Republican uh, ad, uh, advisors saw what was happening in the campaign, and th they're still pro DeSantis, but they believe they can be more effective by working from outside of the actual campaign. Uh, That's so funny. <laughs> which is not a great sign for DeSantis's uh, internal internal team here. If you have people le like who still like you, but they just can't work for you because you're doing such a bad job. Uh, so DeSantis' team is now telegraphing a plan to engage uh, with mainstream media that in a way that they have not previously done because they've he's so far kind of scornfully avoided it, as we've talked about previously. Um, and they're calling this new strategy the DeSantis is everywhere approach, which is Jesus bad Christ. <laughs> bad name for a strategy. The pr part of the problem, Garrison, I don't know how to like I can't like prove this the way that we prove you know when we're when we're tracing back the ideological roots of like a lot of our modern fascists but um what I what I believe in my heart is that so many of these the very young people on the extreme right who are who are driving this campaign like just want to be villains from a bad late 90s early 2000s movie sure. like they want to be they want to be the bad guy uh, in like a fucking super hero movie, right? Like this—that's you don't you don't say that about a guy who's good. Like this, you would like the Biden campaign if they came to Joe and were like, "We want to do a Biden is everywhere thing." He'd be like, "No, that sounds kind of creepy, guys. Like I already got a little bit of a problem with that. <laughs> what with the hair sniffing? I don't really want to. I don't really want to jump on that train." Yeah, no, like it definitely has the vibes of like Zoomers who grew up watching like late '90s animated yeah. superhero cartoons who are trying yes, to like yes, <laughs> we're trying to like emulate that for some reason. There is one one really funny quote from the Times that that I will read um, because it, yes. because it quotes like internal sources mm -hmm. that I that I don't, I don't have access to. But anyway, uh, quote one person close to Mr. DeSantis who requested anonymity to speak candidly about a candidate whom the person still supports said the governor had experienced, quote-unquote, a challenging learning curve that has left him, quote-unquote, a little bit jarred. So... You make him sound like a six-year-old who's, like, not quite progressing fast enough in the reading where they're like, maybe we need to try teaching him another way. Like, we'll, we'll get out the different colored books. Like... Yeah, so he's, he seems to have a, a, a rough adjustment period to campaigning in just more than one state. Um, and having an actual like opponent to go up against, and also like an, an opponent who's like actually a good, who's like good at being like a politician. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, a challenging learning curve indeed. Um, I, I might I might specify. I think actually DeSantis is a lot better at being a politician than Donald Trump. Um, but that's not what the competition well, is. Well, yeah. De DeSantis is better at being like an effective like governor. Uh, He's, he's, he's better. He's, he's better at the machinery of politics. Yes. Yes. Whereas Trump is better at holding power within the GOP. Yeah, and being like a yeah. showman. Yeah. So we will we will talk more about some uh, some actually relatively breaking news regarding the DeSantis campaign. Shortly. Oh, I'm excited for this. I just saw this before we got on. Short shortly after this ad break.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we are we are back. So a lot has happened the past two days. A lot has happened the past two hours, actually. Uh, but we're ha- we're gonna have to work our way there. Um, the the first bit of news that was kind of bo- both it, it was both um, uh, uh, confirming my suspicions um, and and very in, in a very interesting piece of news in the first place is that um, that Fashwave inspired kind of homophobic Pride Month video that we talked about in in, in our last. DeSantis uh, Fashwave episode. Um, it turns out to uh, be slightly more self-inflicted than what than what uh, at least I I said in the episode because I didn't want to make claims that I couldn't back up. Um, because we have we have some new new information regarding this video. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote from uh, this this article in the Times. Quote. A DeSantis campaign aide had originally produced the video internally, passing it off to an outside supporter to post it first and making it appear as if it was generated independently, according to a person with knowledge of the incident, unquote. So this video turned out to be actually be made in house. This actually was made by someone who was working for Ron DeSantis, as uh, as we speculated initially. Um but we couldn't really like say for sure because it was it was posted first on a third party like yeah, account. Specifically, um, the guy who was the one who shared it is the dude who made it. Uh, no, that is that is for this next video we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um. The 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 oh, homophobic sorry, sorry, sorry. one yes. was was shared by this 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 pro DeSantis account called Proud Elephant, um, who had a corresponding Telegram channel. This was the guy who posted the first homophobic meme one. Uh, but yeah, so we, we found out Sunday night that it was actually made by someone at, at the DeSantis campaign, which kind of uh, uh, 
uh, justified a lot of our suspicions about DeSantis employing a staff of Zoomers who don't actually understand how to win a political election or, and are more interested in just creating so fascist funny. memes. Um, which is seems to be not a very effective strategy for DeSantis so far. So, again, just uh, the day that this news broke, that that the video was actually made in-house, another Fashwave-inspired video, but with much, much more overt Nazi imagery, was shared online by a DeSantis campaign staffer. Um, I'm uh, Robert, have you seen this video? Yes. Okay. So yes, I'm, the Sonnenrad video. Yes. So I, we, we we don't have to watch it here, but I I will I will uh, give a description of it for for the people listening because also we should, probably shouldn't be sharing these things like everywhere on 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 like Twitter and stuff anyway. Like it's not it's not a great idea, but it yeah, is. Yeah. But it, it's not going to make you happier or help you in any way to see this. It's just like um, it's surprising. I will say that I was surprised to see how fashy it was, to see how like explicitly accelerationist mass yeah. shooter fashy it was. Yes, like, absolutely. This is like Christchurch kind of yes. shit. Uh, yeah. So we're we're not going to share it, but it but it is useful to know what's in it. So I I, I did write a write a pretty in depth description of this video here. So this video was posted on Sunday, July twenty third. It's about seventy seconds long. It, it it plays over a Meg Myers cover of the song "Running Up the Hill," which uh, was made. You know, rec- wait, isn't that the one? That was the one that um the the new season of Stranger Things a while back like brought back to to the mainstream. Possibly, it, it's it is a it is a Kate Bush original. This yeah, one is, yeah, a, yeah. is a is a more like electronic cover of the song. Yes, um, it's talking about like you know like a like a uh, trying to like ask God to help you with certain things, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, it starts with the Doomer Wojak sitting at a computer looking at headlines about the ineffectiveness of Trump's border wall, unfulfilled anti-immigration policies, and Trump's pro-COVID vaccine statements. So uh, I guess we should probably talk about what a Wojak is in case someone is unfamiliar. If, if you've ever spent any, t- any amount of time on the internet, you've probably seen memes with kind of crudely drawn, like, human faces and heads these are called wojack memes they're 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 very popular in like political spheres uh they kind of kind of rose to prominence on 4chan and spread sp- spread out from there everyone kind of uses them nowadays they're pretty common but there's a few specific like wojack characters like uh, the chad is one one of the more popular ones is the doomer wojack which is Someone who's uh, taken the black pill, so to speak. They've 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 looked at modern society and have decided that it's not worth engaging in. Now there's this there's doomers on the right, there's doomers on the left, there's doomers who look at like climate change and the acceleration of like of 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 capitalism and just decide, hey, this is this is too far gone. So they become a doomer and they're on the left. There's also doomers on the right who are like looking at gay marriage and the acceptance of trans people to be like, oh, this is so socially degenerate. It's the society's too far gone. Um, and then they become a doomer and, but they're on the right. So it, 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 it happens on, it happens on both sides when both, both sides use doomer memes. Uh, yeah. this one is, uh, because we're talking about it in this context of fashion wave, this is obviously a fascist doomer meme. Uh, but that's, that's kind of what I mean when I say there's, there's a doomer Wojak sitting, sitting at a computer. It's like, it's like a guy with a beanie, like a scruffy beard. He looks like very depressed and tired, that sort of thing. So, 
Um, as as these kind of headlines about Trump's not conservative enoughness are flashing on this computer, the Doomer Wojak is looking increasingly uh, disillusioned and apathetic. Uh, then there's the clip of Trump holding up a pride flag uh, that that plays right before we see Trump signing the First Step Act, the 2018 criminal justice reform bill. Uh, then headlines flash about violent criminals being released into the streets, that sort of thing. So the Doomer Bojack is looking at all these things about Trump, looking more and more depressed, when suddenly a doorway appears with an almost angelic light pouring in from behind. And as the door opens, we see a silhouette of Ron DeSantis. More short clips of Ron play. And now the Wojak is looking happy, almost like exuberant. Seemingly kind of random images of outer space, volcanoes, rocket launches, surfing, and the beach flash quickly on screen with with uh, with like glitchy silhouettes of Ron DeSantis looming above coastal oceanside cities that are lit up by a sunset. Uh, a don't tread on Florida alligator flag spins onto screen like it's a fucking like MS Paint like edit. Um and uh, then the, the video flashes more clips of DeSantis wearing sunglasses, standing in front of American flags, as the sunset Happy Wojak fades in. So this is another Wojak meme of somebody almost like teary-eyed with like contentment, staring into the horizon as like a sunset is behind their head. It kind of it kind of reminds me of like the um that guy who who stole that plane in Seattle and Yes. Oh. Yeah. Very sad story. If you're not aware of it, a man hijacked, I believe it was an Alaska Airs flight a couple of years back. It was empty. Like he he worked at the airport. He just took the plane and he got up into the sky. And then like he was just kind of a dude who was sort of suicidal. There's very sad audio of him talking to because yeah. he, he gets on with air traffic control and he makes sure that he's not going to hurt anyone else. And like then the plane goes down, you know, he goes down in it. And it's it's very bleak. He was not a man who wanted to hurt anybody. It's just this kind of like exist. I've heard I found it set to a lot of vaporwave tracks, actually, yeah, like yeah, the no, audio, yes, the conversation yes. between them. Yes, because he's kind of I think a lot of people identify with his sense of like, I don't really know why I was ever here. I don't really know. Yeah, what I, it's, I'm doing, it's someone who's know? dealing like, with like yeah. postmodern absurdity, but in a way that like he doesn't want to like hurt anybody about it, but he just doesn't know what to do with existence. Yeah, he had um, part of the, he had like the the 10 percent of what a mass shooter has, which is the, exactly I go out and I want to do something. But thankfully, he was also a good person and didn't yes. want to like murder strangers. So this became very popular on the Internet, including on Reddit and 4chan. This he was he was dubbed Sky King. Um, yeah. And there's there's footage of him basically crashing this plane as the sun is setting and there's there's footage of yeah. like him flying around in sunset played often played with vaporwave with his conversation with air traffic control now this is very popular um the the sunset happy wojack is is very similar i i I've, I've seen people post this image in threads about sky king before um and i think a, a, lot, a lot of people to understand is like this this act that this this sky king thing this has more in common with like accelerationist like terrorism than what most people can like really understand about like between like shooting a random person for like violent crime and this like this this is more this this is closer to why people do accelerationist like 
terroristic acts. But this guy was like not actually a monster. So he didn't do that. He he like explicitly didn't want to hurt anybody. He he yeah. he, he, he explicitly didn't want to try to land the plane at the airport because he thought he might hurt somebody. Yeah, um, and presumably since he worked at an airport, he had some knowledge of how easily that could go wrong. Yeah. So this anyway, like these two images are kind of linked often on the internet. So anyway, we 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 see we see the video getting like more hopeful uh with 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 Ron DeSantis, you know, having stupid fast wave having stupid fast wave imagery as this sunset happy wojack fades in as like as the doomer is now has like contentment uh, and, th- and then this this then this is followed by very quick flashes of desantis and more 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 beach imagery there's a lot of beach in this video yeah um there's like this like rotating sheet of stickers that read make america florida um, then we get this shot of a small yacht zooming through the water with DeSantis campaign events played over top of the water. And during this shot, we have another Wojak holding a rifle wearing uh, camo military fatigues that slides onto screen. He has a patch of the flag of Florida on his plate carrier and his helmet. We get more shots of beachfront cities and rocket launches, followed by headlines about DeSantis on a variety of topics, including his anti-immigration actions, his use of Florida's National Guard in other states, uh, DeSantis's anti-diversity initiatives, his anti-education bills, his anti-drag bills, the cancellation of pride parades in Florida, and uh, in general, just kind of how DeSantis has been pushing Florida further right. So after after this barrage of headlines, we get to the like most mask off moment of the video. The flag of Florida fills the screen with two lines of armed troops at either side marching towards the flag. A still photo of DeSantis is center frame with his head right in the middle of the seal of Florida, which is on the center of their state flag. The head in front of the seal creates this almost like halo effect around DeSantis's head. And then the seal turns into a spinning Sonnenrad as we zoom into the symbol as troops march into center, and then the video ends. The Sonnenrad is on screen for about 10 seconds. So this was a pretty upsetting thing to see on Twitter. Uh, Yes, upsetting is one way to phrase it, yeah. (laughs) And again, the the Sonnenrad has a long history. It's kind of a, a specifically occultic version of the swastika um, it reached. It has been around for quite a while, but its most recent, the kind of thing that brought it into modern prominence, was the Christchurch shooter chose it as the cover of his uh, manifesto and also wore a son and rat. I believe it was on the chest of his plate carrier when he carried out his massacre. He also had a couple on his gun, I think. Yeah. So it's very clearly a Nazi symbol. I know there's some people have make it make jokes about how this must have just been an Azov battalion reference. D- deeply unserious. No, you um, can see some of these on Azov. I mean, again, oh, if yeah, you want to yeah, make yes, the case yes, that this like, is a Nazi thing, they wear this too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And they, uh, Azov yeah. uses it. There's people yeah. trying to excuse the use of the sun in red by saying, oh, it's just an Azov symbol. No. It's not a Nazi thing. No, which is, they're which bad is, and this is bad. Which yeah. is a deeply unserious thing to say. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this video was shared by at least one campaign staffer. It's a very short video, but it plays into a strain of like accelerationist 
propaganda tropes that even the the previous fashion video didn't didn't even really have in many of the same ways uh like like all of all of like the doomer wojack slowly becoming like happy and content then putting on military fatigues to go fight for ron DeSantis, who's now in the center of like a haloed Sonnenrad, like it's it's it is emulating a type of meme that both gained popular in order to specifically like inspire mass shootings to happen and also to like to get young depressed males to channel their depression into like fascism. It's it, 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 it has a whole bunch of tropes like it's 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 really just like playing by the playbook. Um, so the video was first posted on the Twitter account Ron DeSantis fan cams. Which is a horrible sentence. Yeah. <laughs> the account is a few months old, but its uh-huh. visible posts only go back to June. Uh, they post a lot of videos, um, all in a very similar style, which leads you to believe that whoever operates the account must be making the videos themselves. Um, one video from the account plays clips of people describing DeSantis as fascist, edited together with clips of, De- of DeSantis deploying National Guard and calling for a civilian state military force under his control, uh, all sliced together next to footage of Nazis and Mussolini played over an upbeat EDM track. So it's all like explicitly fascist stuff. Like, like, like it's people like rev, like it's like uh, proud, proudly embracing the fascist label. So this style of video is almost identical to the homophobic Pride Month video that we discussed last week. And considering uh, the recent news that the other video shared by the DeSantis Warham account was secretly made by a campaign staffer, that led uh, myself and others to assume that this Sonnenrad video was most likely made by the same person inside DeSantis' campaign and was operating this DeSantis fan cam account as a sock puppet. Um, but you know, I, I could not prove this myself really. I, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to kind of backtrack this. I, this account was pretty clean in terms of like, I, I tried to like, you know, do, do pretty, pretty basic OSINT on this account, but it's, it was, it was, I, I could not find out much about it. Um, but, uh, the, the campaign staff member that first shared this Sonnenrad video to his own Twitter account was former National Review writer Nate Hockman. Uh, we will we will talk about Nate Hockman's exploits shortly shortly after this this half break. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we are back and in a in a much better position currently than 25-year-old Nate Hawkman. Yes. <laughs> so really was a tragically was a promising career. You know what? Let's give him another chance, Garrison. Re- I, reach out to Nate. We we I, can bring him on the team, you know, have him start making some videos for us. Yeah, I'll uh I'll bill an invoice to Nate Hawkman's address. I'll, yeah. I'll see where he lives. So, 25-year-old Nate Hockman has been working as a speechwriter for DeSantis' campaign after rising to prominence among young conservatives for his online references and willingness to entertain ideas outside the Overton window. Uh, (laughs) Hockman hosted a Twitter space late last year centered around the question of if white supremacists like Nick Fuentes should have a place in the modern conservative movement. Fuentes himself appeared in the Twitter space, and Hockman thanked him for radicalizing children by saying, quote, You've gotten a lot of kids based, and we respect you for that. And he also said that Fuentes, quote, is probably a better influence than Ben Shapiro on young men who might otherwise be conservative, unquote. So, uh, Hawkman has retweeted the DeSantis uh, fan cam account at least six times before he shared the Son and Rada video this past Sunday, but he's not the only DeSantis-linked account to share these videos. The campaign's War Room Twitter account and the pro-DeSantis Never Back Down Super PAC have also shared videos from this Ron DeSantis fan cam Twitter account. By using this fan cam account to post videos and then by retweeting uh, on Nate's account, Someone was certainly testing the waters to see how close the DeSantis campaign can get to, to like just doing explicit Nazi shit. And considering the New York Times, who Hawkman has written for, by the way, uh, basically confirming that the person who made the Pride Month video was secretly employed by DeSantis and posted via third party to get some distance from the official campaign, uh, this led many to suspect that Hawkman was secretly the person behind this fan cam account due to the similarities in video styles and his frequent boosting of the account. The Son and Red video was deleted the same day it was posted, and the fan cam account has not posted since then. But then suddenly, just a few hours ago, as of time of recording, news dropped that Nick Hockman has been fired from the DeSantis campaign, and the sources at Axios confirmed that he has in fact secretly been making these Fashway videos. So it was it was Hockman on all along. Uh, this, this is what happens when you hire a 25-year-old groypoyer to work on your to work on your presidential bid your very um, serious presidential campaign yeah 
So uh, the Descendants campaign officially has only said a few words on the subject. Quote, Nate Hawkman is no longer with the campaign and we will not be commenting on him further. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not that easy, guys. (laughs) But other anonymous sources have confirmed to news outlets that it was Hawkman who was making these videos. So this is weird because like, this hasn't been a great move for DeSantis, hiring Hawkman, having Hawkman do all this like behind the scenes, like Scooby-Doo shit of like posting fascist videos on sock puppets to then get reboosted by DeSantis's campaign. Like it's it's all it's all very like dark, but like comical, like it's it's silly, like um, uh, similar to the DeSantis video we talked about in the last Adventures in Fashwave episode, this video, it was not meant to like convince older Trump supporters to vote for DeSantis, right? Like th- that's not the intention of posting this video. No. Um, this new video they're trying is- to, they, they are, first off, going for the Zoomer vote, always a mixed bag. Always anytime a bad you're going call. For the youth, yeah, anytime you're going for the youth vote, this is like famously a difficult thing. It kind of sometimes works for the Dems because the youth tend to be pretty progressive and the Republicans are terrifying. Yeah. Um, but going for the, trying to base your campaign- as a Republican presidential candidate on the Utes is uh, quite a move. Yeah, like Bold. it's... Let's see how it pays off for him, Cotton. Yeah, because like this new video is almost more chronically online than the last one. Uh, like n- not even considering the Nazi imagery, it's it's heavy use of Wojak memes is just like cartoonish to the median voter. Uh, What this video is trying to do is signal to self-described fascists that DeSantis is their guy and trying extremely desperately to create another like meme magic moment like we had in 2016 to recruit a slew of teenage Nazis to try and meme another based president into office, which isn't going to work this time around because it's not 2016 anymore. Like we've we've already been we've already been inoculated to some degree to this to this style of uh of campaign tactics all of all of the all the people on like like 4chan isn't the thing that it used to be it is it is it is a shell of its of its former self um but like what we have here on like the DeSantis side is like in terms of hiring people like Hawkman right these are like seasoned groipers who grew up and are now like getting into their 20s. Uh, you know, they're taking jobs at National Review and as and as campaign staffers. But due to their isolated niche political upbringing, they have deluded themselves into thinking that there is like a mythical far right youth voting block that just like quite simply doesn't exist. Mm. So you can spend all day making and retweeting these meme heavy videos with Nazi imagery that really only succeed in turning off the reliable boomer Republican voters. Um, now, like there's a few other, you know, future scenarios here. If these, if these like up and coming groipers continue to like grow up, polish their act, take more jobs as staffers or on Capitol Hill and like slowly grow in numbers as they learn to like hide their power level, AKA like hide their amount of racism, <laughs> uh, then we might have a problem if they like actually like put like intentionality into a long term strategy to like put more of these young freaks into positions in Washington. Um, but we're simply not there yet. Like in the case of Hawkman, he kind of just like he blew up the spot, right? Like he yeah. he, he he went like the- he went too hard too fast and then he got fired because th- they don't want yeah. that shit. Yeah, the olds are going to watch this and go like, what the fuck is this? This does not look serious. This is not speaking 
to my issues. This is just like off-putting and strange. And most young people are going to be like, oh, it's some brain-poisoned 4chaner. That's who this guy's running as, yeah. the 4chan candidate? Yep. All right. No, <laughs> like... <laughs> So the other fear is that they'll shift from like this electoral focus um, and try to just use this type of video propaganda to initiate another wave of like Nazi mass shootings like in 2018. Um, the the halo effect around DeSantis's head is certainly cause for concern, but there's a lot of other factors that go into that sort of thing. And that is kind of just more of like an ever present fear that anti-fascists have. Um, and, you know, people do a lot of work into trying to catch these guys before they actually do mass shootings and try to try to isolate the spread of this style of propaganda for that very reason. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a certainly an interesting trajectory. When I started, like, finishing this episode earlier today, I had no idea that Hawkman was going to get fired. Uh, I had no idea that it was going to be confirmed that Hawkman was the one making making these videos. So that's kind of some breaking news on our side it's it's been a few days if you're if you're listening to this at the end of the week i'm going to read out one tweet from this guy a double doink who who is a stupid stupid handle no offense but he made a made a made a made a pretty good point here i am quote i think desantis's real problem isn't just that he's racist it's that his campaign is racist in the same way a really annoying teenager is your average xenophobic suburbanite dad looks at a Sonnenrad Wojak ad like his son crashed his car. A lot of people are arguing that your average 56-year-old Trump supporter isn't as racist as your average DeSantis-supporting Zoomer, but that's not the point. Putting weird blood-and-soil shit in your ads smells. It's deeply uncool to the exact people that you want to impress. Unquote. And, and I'll add, it's 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 deeply uncool to the exact people you want to impress if you want to win at being president and, and like are trying to move over Trump voters. It's just it's just it's just not going to play. Um, so no. this is this is the state of the DeSantis campaign now. They've they've shed almost 40 people from their staff. The guy that was supposed to lead their television ads has left. Um, they seemingly just have no idea what the fuck to do. They they tried to have this guy do this like backdoor Nazi video sock puppet strategy that has also resulted in not very good things for this for the DeSantis campaign. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll we'll see how their how their campaign develops if they if they continue this sort of like fast wave rhetoric and style. I kind of doubt it now that now that now that Hawkman is out. Um, but yeah, it's just been a certainly, uh, certainly an interesting, interesting few months here or a uh, few weeks here, rather, in terms of in, fast yeah. wave videos resurfacing again for the first time in quite a while in terms of like mainstream political use. Yeah, I'm kind of suspecting that this might be the death knell of that as a, uh, at least for a, a spell as a, as a relevant form of, uh, propaganda. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been in some ways, re like, internally rejected at the DeSantis campaign, and he is arguably the most fascist mainstream well, candidate that they that we, like, have right now. Nothing puts a stink on stuff like this, like failure, right? You know, these guys... These guys are not anarchists, and the the anarchists are we we, we nearly always lose. So there's this <laughs> there like because things fail, you know that like there's a lot of Spanish Civil War you know iconography and stuff that's still very relevant on that chunk of the left. Um, but 
with the right, it is all about power. And when something like this fails, when it actually weakens a campaign, when it weakens the insurgent right, when it makes them less able to exert power, um, yeah, I kind of feel like we we may have seen the last of uh, this as a thing that matters, right? Yeah, I'll definitely be watching these next few months, but yes. I think that's that's definitely a very a very fair uh, assessment at this point. Lastly, I just want to clarify one thing about our last episode uh, due to some viewer feedback. So last time we were talking about how the Biden administration's use of dark branded memes had like inadvertently led to Fastwave taking a big body blow. Now, I think some people uh, misinterpreted our discussion as downplaying anti-fascists and leftists attempt to disrupt dark mega and fast wave in general by uh, like proliferating the satirical dark branded memes. So in the episode, we talked about the methodology behind this, this, uh, this strategy of like normies seizing onto memes and aesthetics, thus making them cringe and unattractive to the niche groups that they, that, that once enjoyed using them Um, with, with Dark Brandon, there was certainly an attempt from anti-fascists and leftist posters to appropriate Fashwave's aesthetics with the hope that if spread widely enough, it would disarm some of Fashwave's more dangerous and inspirational aspects. But you can't really force mainstream like virality. This kind of thing works best when it appears natural. And for the majority of Dark Brandon posters, they were just doing this shit for like shits and giggles. Like that 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 was the primary factor is that it was funny. Um, and no effort to damage Fashwave's legibility would really be successful without mainstream liberal spread. A small group of leftists could meme like eternally, but until it breaks through that bubble, it would have little to no effect. Uh, now, because of how Twitter's algorithm worked during the summer of last year, after a few months, Dark Brandon did in fact break through to the, to the liberal mainstream. But I've seen nothing to suggest that the White House staff had any intention of trying to damage Fashwave's legibility by sharing yeah. laser eye memes in I, August of 2022. I, I think the key here is that you were not saying uh, this was purely the result of liberals accidentally like jumping onto this, but that the primary, the like uh, success was achieved, like the part of the success that was achieved as a result of this going like mainstream among Biden supporters was accidental. Y- and yes. that was the part that was key. Not, not saying that the people who recognize this and were putting in the background work to try to push this stuff um, and make it, you know, eventually go viral. That was certainly not accidental, but the, Correct. the, the part that the liberals played was an accidental part in killing this. That's, that's yeah. the point. Yes, because yeah. what I what I mean by accidental is that when Dark Branded started in March of 2022, there was no way to guarantee that four months later the white and uh, like the White House and blue wave liberals would, would be sharing these memes on mass. Like I I remember conversations I had like last August when liberals were seemingly like ruining the the funny dark branded memes uh but like me uh like myself and research colleagues during this time like that was when like we realized that if like if liberals keep sharing these cringy memes we might actually have a shot at killing off a fast wave so so yes this was to not discount the efforts of anti-fascists or others who pioneered the spread of dark brandon and their attempts to insert it into greater public consciousness uh, but i think to frame this as like a meticulously planned psyop from the very start is is also kind of inaccurate um, 
in a in like a very like spotlighted way. Like this was this was a collaborative effort with uh, with the with the liberals not realizing the degree that their collaboration <laughs> played in this yeah. like larger game of trying to disarm fascist um, aesthetics and like meme styles. So yeah, that's one one clarifying note as we hopefully wrap up this. DeSantis Fashwave Sega for the time being, because I definitely did not plan on making this episode when I when I finished recording last week with you. So here we are. Cool. All right. That's the episode. That's the episode. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal History. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.